Hey there, thank you for tuning in to the This Southern Girl Can Show, the podcast that covers it all with a sweet Southern accent. Your host, Amber, is a successful YouTuber and published author who teaches others to craft, cook, run a business, and balance a hectic lifestyle. Check her out on Facebook, YouTube, and all other forms of social media under the same name as this podcast, This Southern Girl Can. You can also check out her website at www.thissoutherngirlcan.com. And now, here's Amber. Hey, y'all, it is Small Business Saturday, and on Small Business Saturday, I give you tips and tricks on how to get your small business off the ground and keep it off the ground. So today, I want to talk to you about mistakes that I see small businesses making over and over again. Consistently making these mistakes is not only going to kill your sales, but it is also going to discourage you from building your business, from pushing it forward, and that's not what you want to do. That's not where you want to be. You want to be in a frame of mind to say, business is going well, and I'm going to work hard and make the money and build a name for yourself. So anyway, let's go over some of these mistakes. The number one mistake is, and I know that you're going to roll your eyes at this and say, Amber, what are you talking about? Being too consistent. Yes, you can be too consistent. Now in the past, I have talked and talked and talked about consistency in your small business to get to where you need to be. And you do need to be consistent. Consistent means putting in effort, working on your business, showing up and doing what you have to do consistently. However, however, you shouldn't be consistent too much. Now, there needs to be a degree of consistency here, but not too much in how you work your business and what you work on in your business, okay? You have to be willing to adapt with the times, with the state of the world, and with your clientele base. Now, I see so many businesses out there, and I'm going to use handmade businesses as an example here, because that's the majority of the type of business that I help to promote. Let's say that you use a particular type of paint or a particular type of resin or a particular type of glue and you, you're stuck on that. Or let's say that you have a particular color scheme that you like. Might not be what everybody else likes, a color scheme that you like to work with or a certain style. Let's say you like to do farmhouse or you like to do certain things. As times change, people's tastes change, color schemes change. You have to be willing to adapt to that. It's, it's not just the things that you like. It's what everybody likes as well. And talking about supplies, you know, glues and paints and things like that, a lot of times formulations change, okay? Formulations can change, which makes them not as effective as they used to be. And I, I've actually seen that with a few items that I use. And it was, you know, things, I'm not going to name names, but, you know, things that I liked to use. And then things change and you're like, hmm, this just isn't serving me anymore. And I'm going to have to use something else. You have to be able to change. You also need to not be so hardcore consistent with the types of items that you sell. Let's say that you just want to do coffee mugs, hats, and t-shirts, things like that. And let's say that you're running out of design ideas and you've kind of fizzled out. You've built your clientele base and people just, you know, they're only going to buy a certain amount of shirts, certain amount of hats, a certain amount of any type of thing. You need to start looking at what else can I do that could play in with that. Or let's say that you pour resin and you're only using four or five different types of molds because they have been consistently producing good sellers for your business. You're going to run out of people to sell those to. You're going to have to expand. Maybe you make jewelry boxes with your resin and, and 
this is kind of like a real life example here. Maybe you only make trinket boxes and jewelry boxes. Only so many people can buy trinket boxes, okay? You might need to expand into incense holders or, you know, sun catchers, things like that. And if you pour resin, you know what I'm talking about. But what I'm saying is you have to do your research. You have to see what is trending and then break out of that little cycle of only making the things consistently that you want to make. Another thing that you need to adjust is how you sell. If you're consistently selling all the time, every time at a craft fair, you need to branch out and possibly sell on your own website. And I'm not going to say to sell on Etsy because y'all know how I feel about Etsy. You need to branch off and sell on your own website. Or if you strictly sell on a website, maybe you need to look at perhaps doing a few craft shows or maybe look into a consignment shop. There are lots of places out there like these little boutiques where you can rent tables or you can rent individual rooms even. I used to do that. I was in a big antique mall and I rented a room and would sell things out of that room. You need to diversify. You can't consistently... <laughs> You know, and like I said, you're rolling your eyes. You can't consistently sell on one platform or in one avenue all the time. You have to diversify. You are not reaching as many people as you could be by limiting yourself to only one way of selling. The next problem I see people doing is they overestimate what their time and items are worth. And I know once again, you're probably going to roll your eyes at every single thing that I'm saying today. But I had heard somebody say, whether you think your time is worth very little or a whole lot, you're right. And I'm sorry, but I have to disagree with that because there are people out there that have this grandiose sense of self where they think that their time and their materials are worth so much more than what they truly are. And then there are people that will always, always underestimate their talents and underprice themselves. If you consistently have items that are expensive, let's say every item in your store is $100 and over. You are absolutely limiting yourself by not offering items that cost less. And I'm not saying that you need to stock half your store with items that cost less than $100. If $100 is your base point or $200 or $300, people come into your shop. If they have never purchased from you before, they are not going to want to sit there and say, oh yeah, I've never purchased from this person before. I don't care what their reputation is or how many good reviews they have. I've never purchased from them before and I'm not just going to plop down a few hundred dollars on this thing. You need to offer things that cost a little bit less. Let's say that you sell handbags because I see people making these handmade handbags. I saw this on TikTok and they were beautiful, but they were a little bit costly. To me, they were costly because they're not name brand. Okay. They're, 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 they don't even have a brand. They're just this handmade thing. And there's a lot of people out there that have the mindset of, well, it's not name brand. Why should I pay you so much money when you're going to Walmart and getting your fabric? You know, that's, that's people's mindset. As sad as it is, that's their mindset. So aside from these expensive handbags, maybe you could start making some smaller items like coin purses, you know, and offering those for a lot less just so people can buy it and see the quality of your work and see how much time goes into making these things. And they're going to say, yeah, this is a beautiful item. I have no problem spending $100, $200 on this bag now because I know that her work is excellent. Now there are artists out there that, you know, they sell prints, hundreds of dollars, and they're like, well, this is my art and it's worth this. Okay, good for you. You might want to take some of your prints and make them smaller. Maybe make some postcards, you know, make postcard sized 
prints for a lot less so that when somebody does purchase from you and they get it and they see how good your work is every time they see it they're going to think hey i remember that shop that i bought that from and that thing right there is bringing me happiness and bringing me joy what if i could go get a bigger piece you know, and people will come back later because they're going to remember you. They're going to remember your good work and they're going to spend more money. But if you just consistently put out things in a higher price range, or if you consistently put out things in a lower price range, you're hurting your business either way. That's just something to take into consideration. Now let's talk about marketing. And I know there are people that consistently market every single day, every day, every day. You, you never go a day without marketing something about your business. And that's good. You know, you're in the correct mindset, but you need to take a step back and let's look at how you're marketing. If you are consistently marketing every single day, just on Facebook, you are significantly limiting your sales and your reach if you are if you're like oh i don't like facebook i won't touch facebook i'm just going to go with instagram you're killing your sales you could be making so many more sales if you would combine things and then i see people that will i'm only going to promote you know on my website and you know then they they put it on pinterest then yeah pinterest can get you a lot of views but you need to branch out you need to use all forms of social media not just your website and not just pinterest and this is where email marketing comes in handy okay email marketing can be 40 times 40 40 40 times more effective than social media marketing alone and you might be thinking well you know i like staying on social media because that's where all my friends are and i've told you before your friends and family are not your clients you need to branch out so <laughs> when you're like okay i'm just going to stay on social media i'm not going to mess with email marketing because that's a pain in the tush yeah it can be a pain but do you want to make sales or do you want to sit there barely making a profit are you happy with that or do you want to make more money do you want to make a bigger name for yourself do you want to make more sales then you need to stop with consistently sticking yourself to one method of marketing branch out there's nothing wrong with branching out but anyway this was just a handful of things that i've seen people doing that stuck out to me there are many more and we'll go over more in the future but i've taken up enough of your time for now and i hope this information helped someone i really do i want to see everybody out there succeed there is room out there for all of us to succeed and i hope that i've helped you in some way but anyway, if you would, please take a minute to listen to some of my past podcasts. Stay tuned for future podcasts and I will talk to y'all later. Bye. You've been listening to the This Southern Girl Can Show. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to follow so you'll be notified of upcoming episodes. Take care and we'll see you next time.